Hey there, lovely souls. I'm your host, Allison Toth, and I want to give you a warm welcome to Wishing You Wellness, the podcast where mental health meets spirituality. When it comes to rock bottom, I've been there more than once, and I know what it's like to wake up daily to mental health struggles. On this podcast, I share insight and stories to help motivate and inspire you and to help you feel less alone in this. In Wishing You Wellness, we talk inner child healing, mindset shifts, radical self-love, the art of intentional living, and so much more. Think of me as your mental wellness bestie. If you're ready to step into your power and change your life, just hit play. So right now for me is kind of feeling like one of those moments that you have with like a really good friend and you guys accidentally don't talk for an entire month, but then you're checking back in and you're like, hey, I've been thinking of you, been busy as hell, but I've been thinking of you, sending you love. That's basically how I'm feeling about you guys. So hey, welcome back to the Wishing You Wellness Show. It has been a second. I haven't recorded a podcast episode at all in an entire month, um, which hasn't happened since the beginning of Wishing You Wellness. I've pretty steadily been posting two to six times every single month since the beginning of Wishing You Wellness. And so this last month or two has been crazy because like I just haven't been recording and it's not for a negative reason. Um, I've been living a lot of life. I've been implementing a lot of the lessons I've learned and I've been going through some massive shifts in my personal life and my career in my housing situation and housing ideals. We'll get into all of that. But first of all, I wanna welcome you guys back. Um, I love hearing from you on Instagram. I like seeing our follower family grow. It's been really amazing watching the Discord go from just me and a couple of friends supporting each other with mental health to like a community of 70 some people coming together and just, yeah, providing support and community and all the important things. So thank you guys for being here. Thank you for being listeners since day one. If you're one of those people, I'm sending you a special hug right now. That sounded kind of weird, a special hug. That sounded like sexual. I didn't mean it to be weird. I'm sending you like a friendly hug, like a warm, happy hug. (laughs) Anyway, a lot has gone down since the last time that I clicked record and dove into this. I've been adjusting to my new job in management. Um, It's the first time I've been in management in my entire life and it's definitely been a learning curve and it's definitely been rewarding in a lot of ways that I didn't expect. So that's been soaking up a lot of my time. Um, Camp Heart happened pretty recently. I covered it in the last couple of podcast episodes. So if you wanna hear more about Camp Heart, go back to the last episode or two and you'll hear me talking about that. It was really, really amazing and got me super hyped for Camp Heart Tampa, which happens this December. Um, All of the spots are full, but if you are interested in going to Camp Heart one day in the future, um, if you don't know what that is, it's my inner child healing retreat, just go to my website, learn more, jump on the wait list, whatever you wanna do. But yeah, that happened and then right after I got home from that, I think I had like a week and a half or so to decompress And then I went straight to Nicaragua and my trip to Nicaragua was extremely formative, extremely eye-opening, extremely powerful, and just something that I'm going to hold close to me for the rest of my life. Um, As we were leaving with tears in my eyes, I just kept saying to my tour guides, like, I really need to find a way to get back here. Like, something was really special about that country in a way that I've never been touched like that before. And I think it's probably because of the purpose of the trip like i've always been someone who's traveled for leisure or for studies or just to explore right to get out there to see new things but with nicaragua it was a little bit different i went on a volunteer trip and 
it was just really special to connect with the people of Nicaragua in the way that I was able to. And so I feel very, very fortunate for what I experienced. Um, very fortunate that I have these pictures and videos that I can look at and remember my time. But it was a strange adjustment coming back. And I did feel for the first like three or four days that I was back in the US, just like d completely dissociated. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, what is my life here? What, what am I doing kind of thing? Um, I feel like I had a bit of a spiritual awakening while I was in Nicaragua and I came to terms with a lot of things I've been denying. Um, and yeah, like to be totally transparent, you guys, I was in a bad way. Like I was not doing the best throughout June towards the end of July. I just was not myself. I wasn't really feeling, I wasn't feeling good. And I was feeling really scared about which direction things were going to go for me. Was I going to spin out? Were things going to get better? Were they going to get worse? And Nicaragua really pointed me and steered me back into the right direction. And it reminded me of who I am beneath the unhealed shit, beneath the pain, beneath the things that I've put others through, that others have put me through, like beneath all of that, there's an Allison that exists and still exists despite it all, who really, really loves life and God and people and spirituality. And like, I think for me, just coming to realize that like you can love God and also love people and also have independent thinking. Um, I think for a long time I pulled away from my relationship with the higher power with God because I was like, nope, I disagree with a couple of things in the Bible and therefore I must have like no connection, no relationship at all with the Holy Spirit, with anything. Like, no, no, no. And also I had some like not church trauma, but like just some weird stuff growing up that I observed in the churches and didn't love. Um, but when I was in Nicaragua, there was this one night in particular, I think it was two nights in, maybe three, where I was just like physically and emotionally exhausted. Just, and I had no reason to be. Like we were working hard and helping, but like I wasn't working nearly as hard as the people around me were working. Like the people who are from this country and are doing this all the time, they fucking do this all the time. And so I felt like I didn't really have a reason to be this exhausted, but I was. And so I fell to my knees and I was just like, where the hell? Like, what do I do? I can't be strong anymore. Like in my life back home, I'm fighting for my life. It feels like with my sobriety, just every day feels like a battle to stay sober, to stay clean, to make good choices. And then I come here and my eyes are just blown wide open. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like the problems that we complain about and the things that we complain about where I'm from, these people don't even think twice about. Like it being hot out, people are just like, in the US, like we, we make it such a big thing. And I do this too. I'm not trying to get on a high horse because I am very guilty of this also. But I think that sometimes like stepping out and seeing things from a different country, from maybe a more developing country, you realize that like, we really do complain about nothing and we really do get so worked up and so bent out of shape about problems that aren't even that real in the grand scheme. And like, I don't know. It's been hard for me to find the words and to click record on this episode because like, I don't want to make it a situation where it's like, oh, my life is so good because I'm from America and anybody in a developing country, their life sucks. Like, no, that is not the case. Actually, it's kind of the opposite, like as wild as that sounds, I observed people in Nicaragua with smiles on their faces and with happiness and love and God in their eyes. Like I saw people with joy, people taking care of each other, people helping each other out, 
people building each other up, people singing. Like I saw happiness that I haven't really seen a ton of like in my day-to-day corporate-y kind of American lifestyle. And I thought that was really beautiful. And somebody said something on the mission trip that I thought was really, really powerful. They were like, at the end of the day, volunteer work is also a little selfish. Like it's not completely selfless because we do get a lot out of helping others and supporting others. And we probably get just as much, if not more than they do. And so that's really important to keep in mind. Um, My tour guide said something really powerful to me and he was actually correcting me when he said it. And so like that awkward moment when you get corrected in front of everybody, but it usually has a really good lesson to teach you. So I was saying something pretty careless. I was along the lines of like, oh, what are we doing this afternoon? Oh yeah, he said we were gonna go feed people, cool. And my tour guide immediately stops me and he's like, Allison, we are not feeding people. These people already feed themselves. They do this every single week. We are going to observe and we are going to say hello. We are going to like mix and mingle and just get to hang out with these people. We are not feeding people. And it hit me like how hard, it hit me very hard how much I sounded like a white savior. And like, I was just like, oh, we're feeding the less fortunate. We're feeding the poor. It sounded disgusting. And I was so glad that he called me out because I was like, damn, it really is like second nature for us to just be like, oh, we're helping others, we're helping others. When in reality, sometimes, you know, we're just there experiencing them. There were a couple places that we like brought things, but a lot of the places we just went and they were already doing their thing and taking care of their people. And we just lended a hand. Or I would just go and talk to the kids in my broken ass Spanish and we'd laugh and play games. And these people did just as much for me as I did for them. Probably more, probably more. Like on the last day we were at the church, we were all singing and dancing and vibing. And these little kids are coming up and giving me like little drawings and little like bracelets. And I'm just so fucking emotional because I'm like, damn, damn, this makes me feel fulfilled. This makes me feel like I'm connected to something bigger than me. And like my life is more than just my own little story, my own narrative. I feel like I, and a lot of people around me, probably a lot of you can relate to this. I get so caught up in my world. And I think for a long time, I went so deep into the self-development world that that was all I knew. And I was just like, growth, development, me, 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 gotta fix my problems, fix my relationships, set my boundaries, me, 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 me. Meanwhile, there's an entire universe around me filled with people and communities and families and opportunities. And I am just so absorbed in my own shit that I can't see that. And I feel like I've been living like that for the last couple of years. I've been very just caught up in my own shit. And you guys, it's easy to get upset and emotional about things like traffic and our partner not sending us enough emojis and fucking dirty dishes. I don't know. Like, it's so easy to get overwhelmed by that kind of stuff when you're zoomed in so intensely and you're just focused on your universe. And as someone who's lived like that for years and years and years, I get it. I know what that feels like. But now, and I'm not saying I'm completely changed. (laughs) We're taking baby steps, right? Steps in the right direction. But now that I've zoomed out a bit and I've pulled the camera lens away and I've seen, oh my gosh, other people, other people having their own things, other people getting through their own things, other people coming together, 
other people doing good. Like, wow. It is so important for us to be more than just individuals and to be a part of something. It can be literally anything, but I don't know. I feel like our personal growth and development can only go so far by ourselves. And there comes a point where we've got to get out there and implement and be with people. And I had a really interesting conversation about this exact thing the other night with a friend that I connected with online. We had become Instagram friends like probably a year ago. We talked about meeting up because I knew we lived really close together, but we never did it until the other night. And we went out and we were playing some Mario Kart together. We were at an arcade bar. We were having a great time. And we started talking about this. We started talking about self-improvement, self-development, and like how valuable that is. But then we also talked about like how fucking useless it is if you're not actually going out and implementing the things that you learn, if you're not going out and making connections and making mistakes and getting triggered. You know, like we can sit at home and practice coping skills all day, every day. But if we don't actually go out into the world and let ourselves experience triggers, we'll never have the opportunity to put those coping skills into action. Like you can do deep breathing all day and night in your room, but when you're in the middle of a busy ass target during that week that all the college freshmen move in, I just went through that and that was, that was insane. But that's when you can start to actually apply what you learned and yeah, same with like friendships and relationships, right? If you isolate and you're by yourself all the time, maybe you are focused on yourself and your growth and that's amazing. But at some point, you're gonna go out and have those connections again and you're probably gonna have triggers in friendships, in relationships, things that upset your nervous system, things that trigger you and that's okay. And the more exposure that you have to people and getting out there, the more that you're gonna live through the experience of being triggered. Um, I remember a point in my life where anytime I felt anxiety, I was just like, nope, no way, hell no, we're not doing this, like absolutely not, I reject this feeling. And something that I've been really into lately is like naming it. Like while I'm anxious, I will sit there with my hand on my heart and I'm like, yep, this is anxiety. I feel anxious. I feel so anxious right now. I feel scared. And I just keep breathing and I breathe through the experience. And instead of rejecting it and running from it, I say, what's up? What's up? And I let it stick with me for a second. And then it passes because I'm not fighting it so hard and running so hard from it. I had another massive shift recently that I think is really worth sharing with you guys. And I want to share this story because this is like a huge part of my journey um, through personal development and just like my journey in general. So my whole life, I've been very much like, got to move out of the Midwest, got to go, hurry, run, take any opportunity to get out. This is not my home, blah, blah, blah. Very dramatic about it. And for the past year and a half, I've been living in St. Louis in this downtown apartment I never saw myself here, but I'm growing to love it. And I still don't think that this is my forever home. I think that once I meet my person or once I'm ready for the next step or once I'm ready to adopt or whatever step lets me know I'm ready, I'll probably go and move somewhere near water because that's what my heart is calling for. But something massive has shifted in that I'm no longer in a hurry to get out of St. Louis at all. Like I'm no longer like tapping my foot and making all these plans and staring at the clock going, when can I escape? When can I escape? Like I'm very much in radical acceptance. I just signed 12 more months at my current apartment 
And I felt incredible because I love my view. I love my job. I'm so fortunate with the friends that I have here. And in the past, when I was trying to run from St. Louis, I wasn't trying to run from the city. I was trying to run from myself. And I tried and I ran all the way to California and I ran all the way to New York. I ran across the world trying to hide from myself, trying to run from who I was. And then I stood still and I was like, huh, it didn't kill me. It didn't kill me to stand still. I didn't need to be running. And I'm glad that I've had so many beautiful life experiences. I am so fortunate for my travels and I plan to always be a traveler, but there's something different in between like traveling out of choice and because you're excited to travel and traveling because you're trying to run from something. And when I was living in Death Valley, California, one of my managers looked me in the eye one night and she was like, Allison, something's off with you. And I was like, yeah. She was like, I know that you decided you're going to leave. And it was pretty abrupt. She was like, I just want you to make sure that you're running towards something and not away from something. And I was like, yeah, because for a long time, for a very long time, I was running from my addiction and trying to finagle my way out of it, trying to convince myself that it wasn't a part of me and that it was just a fluke and it was a one-time thing. But after finally coming to terms with the fact that this is something I'm always going to be pushing through, I actually got a lot stronger and I realized like, okay, I can do this. I can do this shit. And you guys, I'm about to get real, real open with you guys. And so first of all, trigger warning, we're going to be talking about pills for a second. So if that's triggering for you, please fast forward through this part. And also, I want you to guys know that like I share this stuff because I genuinely want somebody out there to hear it and feel less alone. I never, yeah, if this is ever stuff that you're like, eh, I don't really care, just skip forward. I would not take it personally. If this feels like a trauma dump to you, just don't listen. Um, but yeah, so a couple months ago during a manic episode, I ordered some pills and I hadn't done it in a while, like in a year. And I was pretty disappointed in myself. And then they never showed up. And I literally praised God in the universe. And I was like, I dodged a bullet because I feel so strong in my sobriety. I've had several super strong months with no fuck ups. I've been feeling amazing. And two days ago, those little pills showed up. And as soon as I touched the package, I started having a panic attack. I started really freaking out. And I called my friend Ismarie and I was like, hey, I need to flush these pills. And I need someone to literally just be there while it's happening. Would you be down to support me in that way? And she was like, dude, absolutely. And so she came over and we popped all the pills out of their little thing one by one. And we had a little ceremony. It was very, it was very dramatic. And I kind of needed it to be because I was shaking. I was so like triggered and just activated because the thing is like with addiction, even if I'm several months clean and feeling so good and strong, if my vice is put in front of me, I'm going to be a mess. It's like this with any type of addiction, right? You don't take somebody with a gambling addiction to a casino. You don't take somebody with a porn addiction to the Playboy Mansion. I don't know what the equivalent would be for that one. You don't take them to like a porn showing studio. You keep them away from that. But for me, it's, it's benzodiapines. And so, yeah, we flushed them down the toilet together and we had some incense burning and we said some words and she has it on video because I wanted to show my mom A, for the proof of me doing it and B, for just like, I don't know, it was, it was a good memory for me because I've flushed pills before, but never an entire bottle 
situation of pills. I got rid of every single one. I was like, no, we're, we're not destroying our progress just because we had one weak moment does not mean we're going to throw away all of our progress. And at the end of this video, you just hear this like sound come out of me. It's like this, like, it's so hard to describe. It's just like relief. You can just hear this like relief in my voice. And then I start to cry and I go, I feel so much better. And like, I've been playing that video so much to myself because I just want to remember how much fucking better I felt when I chose not to. And when I chose a different path, because every other time in my life I've gone, okay, relapse. Yep. Let's do this. But this time, I don't know if it was what happened in Nicaragua, me reconnecting with God and the universe and source, like what it was, but I just like looked down and was like, I couldn't do it anymore. Like, I think I like myself too much now. I like the people that I've grown in my life, like the relationships I've grown. I like my family. Like I love my life and I don't want to throw it away for some pills that don't serve me, you know, and that could kill me and that could ruin so many beautiful things. And so I'm sharing this because I want you to know that if you are struggling with an addiction, whether it's alcohol, whether it's pills, whether it's, I don't know what, you can get to the other side and you can get to a place where you reach out instead of spiraling and you flush the pills rather than taking them. And guys, it took me so long to get to this point. And even a year ago, Allison probably, no, certainly wouldn't have had that strength. And so please, 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 no matter how bad it feels, no matter how low you feel, you can get through and you will get to the other side, even if it's not immediate, even if you have to crawl through fucking hell to get there, like you can. And with the help of whatever your help is, whether that's God, whether that's your family, whether that's friends, like everyone gets their love and their support from a different space, wherever you're getting that from, pour back into that and show up for yourself, but also show up for them. Like, Yes, I stay clean now because I want to be clean and it's better for me, but the people in my life don't deserve for me to be using. They deserve me to be present and aware and alive and with them, like with them and not just dissociating and on a different dimension, you know? And so I've been really, really proud of how long I've maintained this really strong sobriety. And I've been really, really proud about just the support system that I've built around myself so that when I do question why I'm doing this, why I'm staying clean, why I'm slowly cutting drinking out too, when I question why the hell I'm making these choices, I have reminders. I have people in my corner to go, you're doing a good job. Like you're doing great. Maybe this isn't the traditional path for a 20 something, but you're making it work. And yeah, I don't know. Sorry, that got really sucked into me for a second, which I know totally contradicts the whole like for a bigger purpose thing. But I don't know. I've had a lot of messages from listeners just about feeling less alone in their struggles with addiction or with substance use or with just like addictive tendencies because they've heard my story. And so I never want to stop sharing this story because I want those people to keep hearing this and keep realizing like I'm not going to give the fuck up. I am not, I'm going to fight with every part of my being every day to stay here. 
regardless of mental illness, regardless of addiction, regardless of anything, I'm going to fight to be here and to fill out my purpose on this earth and to help other people who feel this way too. Because like, I, I didn't do it alone and I can't do it alone. And I just want you to know that you don't have to do it alone and that I'm here for you and that there's a whole community out there just waiting to connect with you. Wherever you are, there are people for you. And yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much the bread and butter or is it the, is it the bread and butter or is it the meat and potatoes? I think it's the meat and potatoes. That was the meat and the potatoes of this episode. Um, and so now I think I'm just going to do a couple of announcements and we will get the ball rolling. All right, and a drum roll, please. Today's announcements are that there are absolutely no announcements. I have been in total surrender to the universe and I haven't been working on jack shit. So I have nothing new to present you with, but I do want to remind you if you love Wishing You Wellness, if it's one of your favorite podcasts, feel free to leave us a rating or review. This helps us grow and reach more listeners. Um, if you really enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it on your story on Instagram. Give me a tag, pop in the DMs, let me know what you thought about this episode. And yeah, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for holding space for my story. And I hope that my story was able to help you in some way, whether it's directly or indirectly. I don't know. I'm just hoping that it was um, empowering for someone somewhere. This has been the first episode in a long ass time. So I kind of forgot how to do my outro, to be honest with you. I'm sitting here, I'm like, how does it normally go? Oh yeah, yeah. This has been real. This has been intense. This has been heartfelt. This has been silly, a little silly. This has been wishing you wellness. <laughs>